Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Podcasting from the Pacific Northwest, the caffeine and Sasquatch capital of the world, and home to the world's biggest Highland Games fans. This is Fork Talk. Will you fight? A podcast about all things Highland Games heavy events, competitive throwing, and the greatest sporting event ever invented on God's green earth, Sheep. And now, here are your hosts, Big Daddy and Hoss. But they'll never take our freedom! Cue up the music. Your head was bald, looking for a big, bald, beautiful man. You are? Yep. He's you. <laughs> it was summertime in up north there. Hey, up, now. Up north there, Minnesota. <laughs> yes, welcome to Fork Talk, episode 30. Episode 30, which in Spanish is Dos Equis, just like the beer. Dos Equis? Actually, Jay, it's train talk. It's 20? Say that again, uh, intern Slim Jim. It's train tail. I can't hear you. Put your mouth it's in the mic. train mark. tail. Train tail? Train tail? What's a train tail? Hey, now. Hello. Well, in my world, it's Dos Equis. And by the way, I'll take one, if you know what I mean. Because I am the most interesting man in the world. That you are. And, of course, we're coming to you uh, not as Big Daddy and Haas in no, episode no. 30. Who oh, are no. they? No, I don't know who they are. I don't either. We are coming to you as Musky Man. Must I'm Musky Man? Yep, you are Musky Man, and you are Captain Walleye. Captain Walleye. Yes, indeed. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you as well. As I give you the two finger salute. I believe you look fantastic in your tights today. By the oh, way, thank you. You look super fantastic in your tights and your fishing pole. I thought we were going to go no cape so that it didn't get caught in things. I couldn't get it over my neck. Yes, you couldn't. It's on me. <laughs> uh, welcome to Fort Talk. Welcome Episode to Fort Talk. 30. We are in special location up north in the lake country of Minnesota. That's right. As, as we have our international flavor because we travel the world. The world. And we're known throughout the universe. We have decided that we would make a special trip to Park Ridge, Minnesota. Park Ridge? Yes. Is that right? No. Park Rapids. Is That's what the I meant. Park Rapids, Minnesota. Town. Yes. Or as they say here, the locals say, which I've become one. Yes. Park in the middle rapids. Right. Because people here park in the middle of the fucking street. That's right. Okay. Okay. Um, hey, so we've introduced ourselves. We have. Yes. And Musky Man and Captain Walleye. That's right. We're coming at you. Episode 30. It's been a long time since we've been on the air. It has. I think Shouts people have forgotten about us. Shouts to Fort Talk Nation. We are back. It is getting ready for a weekend of throwing, and we are here for you. Indeed, um, we are. We have a full staff with us, Big Daddy. Yeah, we do. First of all, we have uh, producer Kende Esprickles. Hey, hey. And Hi, Dale. There you go. <laughs> and we got your handler, the Devilange. Who kicked your ass and paddleboard today? Yeah. Y'all. Y'all. And we've got intern Slim Jim, who you've just recently heard. What up? You gotta get in the mic, Cole. I'm in the mic. Hey, 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 calm down, musky man. I want you to do proper 
Musky Man's a little irritable today. I think he uh, got just, a fish hook stuck just, in his weenie. Just do it right. Those little nipple biters. <laughs> yeah, those little fish. <laughs> Shouts to our official graphic artist, Jim Walker. Our uh, security, Rhino, patrolling the border. Rhino. Shouts, we love you, brother. Chief Scientific Officer, Dr. Ken Noisewaterbeck. Our official cartoonist, Matt Thompson of Vargas Highlander. The roving reporter, the international man of mystery, Miles Wetzel. Our official historian, Roger Saunders. And our number one fan, Audrey Rose Walker. Of course, shouts, though. Audrey, oh, we have a big shout for this guy. Okay, shouts to, first of all, Audrey, we love you. Yes, Jim, we do. We love you, but you better step it up because <laughs> you have got a number one fan on your heels. Mm-hmm. And you know who that is? That's the great Tim Tim. Of Tim the, Tim, and no, I didn't stutter. Tim Tim. Tim Tim of Tempe AZ. Love you, Tim. Came up to Tacoma to throw with us a couple weeks back and yeah. just killed it. Let's as a friend, as a Fort Tuck Nation. He as was a, awesome. He's the business, isn't he? Let me tell you something about Tim Tim. Turn on the music just a hair. We're coming down a little bit. I'm going to come down. I'm just going to come down out of that. Okay. See you at the end of the song. We always talk about the Highland Games and people who exemplify the heart of the Highland Games. That's right. And in this episode 30, mm-hmm. or as I like to say, Dosakis. Tim Tim yep. is he has won our newest award, which is the Heart of the Highland Games. What? What? Yes, he's the first honoree. In fact, I just made it up. You just made up what? The Heart of the Highland Games. It's, I, I, it's an award we give. It's an award we give. Yes, I, I endorse heart, that. Thank heart you. of the Highland Games. The Heart of the Highland Games That's goes to Tim du- Tim. Double H G. H H G. The number the number okay. one. Heart of the Highland Games. He's Tim, the first Tim. first honorary member. Yes, fantastic. I like that, Big right. Daddy. And when we have the Hall of Fame, yes, he'll be the very first honoree. He'll be a, he'll be definitely up there. Yep. Absolutely. So let's give a little, just a quick little synopsis. All right. So uh, Brett and I, you know, we're we're running the Tacoma Highland Games. We got that son of a bitch all fired up, and we uh, put out a little shout out for some volunteers. Right. Tim Tim flies all the way from Arizona. Tim Tim from Tempe. From Tempe. Early. Triple T. The triple T in the hizzy. He flies all the way up. He comes out on the field. Yep. He's got his big 10-gallon hat on. Cowboy hat with badass old school sideburns yep. pointed down his cheek, yep. pointing at his chin. Looking like a badass. Mm-hmm. Comes sauntering across the field like John Wayne himself. Yep. A little bit of a limp in his giddy-up. Pretty much. <laughs> and the first thing he does is he bears a hand for us to raise our enormous chief standards. That's right. And not only did he help us set up that day, but throughout the day of throwing the the following day, he was very helpful. Yep. Um, he came out to the uh, the lodge, had some yep. stogies and drinks with us. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, the guy's flying out. Yeah. And the first thing he does is he drives to the field. He's actually there before you and I. To help us? To help us tear down. Awesome. So my first award honoree is... Tim Tim, T-I-M-M, of Tempe, Arizona, for the heart of the Highland Games. ADs of Highland Games, I'm sure you've got people like this in your roster. I'm telling you what, shout them. Yep. Let them know you love them because you Send their names and information out. to us, and we'll put it, we'll put it out there. Yeah. That's true. That's we'll true. do one every episode. Yep. Fantastic. Because these are the people who the Highland Games are all about. 
That's right. Right? Yep. These so are what it's all if about. if you've got an, a nominee for Heart of the Highland Games, 80s, send it a message to our Facebook page, which is? Yeah. Fork Talk with Big Daddy and House or info at forktalk.com. Yep. yep. Or call 1-800-FORK-TALK with Big Daddy and Hoss. <laughs> That'd be awesome if we That's had that number. That's too many digits. Oh, how about 888? How about our website? Bukaki. Our website is www.fork-talk.com. <laughs> Facebook is Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Hoss. <laughs> hey, Big Daddy, let's do sponsor shout. Let's do that. Am I reading this or are you? You do. I'll read it. Okay. How about I'll read it this You want to read this one? Yeah. Good. All right. I'm going to want to read the Clevenger one. Mattress Ranch is pleased to announce the new and improved MattressRanch.com. The new site sucks 87.7% less than the old one and 100% less than every other mattress website. Seriously, look at it. It is awesome. We all know you need a good night's sleep to perform your best. You've been in a cheap motel before games. You've woke up stiff and sore and you've thrown like crap. Don't do that every day. Stop by one of the Mattress Ranch stores in Washington or, or uh, Alaska or MattressRanch.com and get yourself a good bed and a great night's sleep. MattressRanch.com, we got your bed. We got your bed for you at MattressRanch.com, law dog. Ain't got no law, though. Mattress Ranch don't go around here. <laughs> oh, by the way. Yes. It's uh, Washington and Alaska. What did I say? You almost said Oregon. Did I? Now, you have to be careful because if you say Oregon. Oregon, we have a lot of friends in Oregon. They're going to want to buy a mattress ranch. Right. They're going to be looking for it, and then right. it's gonna be, we'll be in trouble. So, folks, if you live in Oregon or Idaho or the surrounding area and you would like a mattress ranch mattress. You should go into sleep country and say, um, do you know where mattressranch.com is? Pretty much. Ranchers, mattress ranches? Is there yeah. one local here? No? Okay, well, I'm going to make sure they're Exactly. And then go online, order yourself a mattress, and have them pick and go pick it up. Spend yeah. a weekend with Big Daddy and Hoss. They'll ship it to you. Yeah. You yeah. can come up to our place. That's you can true. throw with us for a day, okay? You can throw with Big Daddy and Hoss. Go pick up your damn mattress, 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 mattress probably at an enormous discount. I'll tell you what. I'll even put this out there. Anybody who comes to Washington State to buy a mattress and needs a place to stay overnight because they're picking it up and then heading back the next day or whatever, free night stay at Hoss Hacienda. Holy shnikes, that's a pretty damn good deal. I'll make some good breakfast for him in the morning, maybe a dinner and some uh, drinks and a stogie at uh, Highland Lodge. So what if it's a total stranger? I mean, just some ridiculous well, it's gotta be a It's got to be a Fork Talk Nation person of note. Oh, so we got to know who, you know. We gotta, I was going to say, because you're putting yourself in jeopardy there. they got to introduce themselves. Okay. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, you get some, I'm at a some guy. Everyone I'm listens at, to this podcast. we got 12,000 downloads. I'm, I'm at a Highlander, right? Someone okay. who's a thrower. Well, I'll just say, you know, when that happens, I'll have, I got your back. I, I live 10 minutes away from you, and I'll come down. Good. All right. Well, we've got a great show for you. we got uh, some pop culture and current events. Pop culture. We've got a segment on balance. And I'm not talking about bodybuilding balance. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm going to take a break. And we've segment. got a special segment that's titled... On the pontoon. On the pontoon. Chicka, chicka, chicka. Because we don't know the rest of the words. Well, that girl sings it so fast. I know. It's awesome. Hey, uh, let me say this while Angie's not here. Yes. That woman is drop-dead gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Did well, you see the video for this? Li- little Big Country? Yes. Yeah. Little Big Town. Little Big Town. Go, egg, uh, listeners. I only got a few seconds here. but <laughs> The wives are away. The wives are talking away. about another but, woman. But what you do is you go on <laughs> YouTube and you, and you download the On the Pontoon song, uh-huh. and you're going to see exactly what I mean. <laughs> they give a whole new meaning to the word motorboat in. 
Okay. Okay. Um, hey. We can say this stuff because they don't listen to our show. Unless they're sitting right here. That's <laughs> true. All right, so Big Daddy, um, we've started with our uh, sponsor shout, but of course we... We what? Stand. On the shoulders of giants. That's exactly we what we stand do. stand on the shoulders of giants. Yes, That's we right. do, my friend. Hey, Big Daddy, here's the deal. New likes on Facebook... We have reclaimed our 10 down from previous. So we're up. Went way back, went back up, and we're up a net one over the loss. Holy Nike. So we're up to 737, which is up one from three shows ago. So if we if we'd have gotten 736, we'd have been even. Correct. All right. Yes. You know so, what I you know what I say to that though? On our last show, I actually told everybody to unlike us. That's true. Which means nobody listened to us. No. For me. Well, no, they did, but they probably then said, no, 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 I know what he's doing. He's trying to, you know, manipulate my mind. I'm going to actually like them. So it worked. Probably. You're welcome. Um, more importantly, we have 12,675 plays. Thank that you. That is more important to me. It's good. Because you know what? What? Well, if they don't that's listen, gonna put us. That's going to put us in, in prime time, dude. That's gonna, we're going to be able to quit our phony baloney jobs and do this full time. Oh, God. Oh. From your mouth to God's ears. Yeah, All right. right. I thought this would be interesting because I thought the, the Fort Talk Nation might like this. So here's a breakdown of our likes, um, both across the uh, across the country. So for example, of this, we of our 737 likes, Big Daddy, 645 of them come from the U.S., which would yeah. be expected. Makes perfect sense to yep. me. Yep. But uh, a good number, 64 from Canada. Well yep. done, my Canadian brothers and sisters north yep. of the border. And we probably know every fucking one of them. Probably. Uh, six from Australia. Proud of that. That's pretty damn neat. Down under. Don't you think so? Yeah. Five from Germany, which is good. Yeah. Well, you know, they got that big IHGF German right. contingent there. So That's right. And we love the Germans. We love the Germans. And we love the Austrians. We do. Five from Germany. Get to the chopper. Five, five from my beloved second home of the United Kingdom. Shouts to them. Shouts to the UK. Uh, two from the Netherlands. Yep. That's, Love the Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, two from Austria. Austria. One of them is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger loves us. One from Israel. That's kind of cool. Now, you see, I've been talking up Israel, and now they're listening to us. And then one from Japan, which is awesome. I wonder if that's Kingo. That's Kengo Kubota. Oh, he's awesome. I guarantee it is. All right. And then uh, here's a good one, Big D. So... Guess the top seven cities there, Captain Walleye. Captain Walleye here. Yep. The top seven cities. These are in reverse order. But just just guess what might be a top city for us. In Portland, Oregon. That's correct. They are on the list. Okay. Um, number seven is Tulsa, Oklahoma, of all places. As far as total, you know, the most. This is the most number of likes in in an actual city. City, right? Oh wow! So the so the seven most likes are in the city of Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is cool. Mm. The sixth most, Boise, Idaho. The fifth most, Phoenix, Arizona. Shout yeah. AZ. Uh, it could be that that Tempe is thrown in there. Tim Tim and the gang. Um, then you're, you were right. Fourth is Portland, Oregon, which is cool. And it's interesting, third, Salem, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. That is weird because so, it's, what is it, about three hours away from there or something? Yeah, yeah. so we've got two, two, two big cities in Oregon that are part of the likes. And then we've got, of course, this is a no-brainer, number two, oh. Victoria, British Columbia. Well, but of course. Beautiful British Columbia, Victoria. And I was really surprised by this. The number one city of likes, the to the most number of likes from any one city, 
the home of Pleasanton, Sacramento, Mando, California. California. Wow. That's uh, pretty close to the home of Audrey Rose Walker as well. That's yeah. true. And the Caledonian Club. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, of San Francisco. I would expect nothing less, though, of Victoria, B.C. to actually be in our top. It's yeah. true. Very true. All right. Let's get into pop culture and current events. Yeah, Big Daddy? Pop culture. Um, I know. I don't think it's really, honestly, that morbid. I know it's something you do as you get older. You tend to read talk, the obituaries, talk about obituaries and things. But I think it'd be kind of. Coo- I like occasionally when people of note pass and we give them a little shout. And so, yeah, I'm uh, sure their their friends and family appreciate it. Yeah. So, yeah. so there was a couple interesting ones that I thought you might like to riff on. First one, <laughs> uh, Omar Sharif. Do you know Omar Sharif? I do. He was uh, he was Doctor Javago. That's right. He's a famous actor from Dr. Shivago and Lawrence of Arabia, and he passed away on uh, the 10th of July uh, at, eight, at the age of 83. Um, he's big to me, uh, Captain Walleye, because <laughs> my sister's name is Lara, L-A-R-A. And she's named such because my parents, when we, they were having kids, had this fun idea that they were going to name their children after their favorite TV shows or movies. Mm-hmm. Funny how I got that, right? Yeah. And so I was... Which is why they named you Mr. T. They named me... Right. <laughs> That's my middle name. <laughs> so I was named after Brett Maverick, as in James Garner, the show Brett Maverick. And if your sister had been a boy... She would have been Bart. Exactly. There, she would have been a Bart. Absolutely. Yep. Um, but, but my dad had a serious... Uh, movie crush on, on Omar Sharif? No, <laughs> no, really? on the woman who played Lara Julie in Christie. Do- Julie Christie in Doctor Shivago, hmm. and so um, I think he she might have been his. What's the What's the thing, Candy? When you when like a husband and wife totally in love, all that, but hall you hall pass the hall pass is that what it is? Yep. So if she came up and said, "Let's get it on." Let's get, get it, it on. on. He would get the hall pass on that. Anyway, so Lara. So Dr. Shivago. Uh, according to his agent, the actor suffered a heart attack in Cairo earlier uh, this year. He'd been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, unfortunately. Uh, Sharif earned an Oscar nomination for his role in Lawrence of Arabia and won Golden Globes for the role uh, for that role and for Shivago. Um, interesting fact. The Egyptian-born actor was also known as one of the best bridge players in the world. That's amazing. I guess he had I don't time. know jack shit about bridge, but I do know that it's very popular. It is. I think it's quite a hard card game. Mm-hmm. I get to feel like it's got some strategy. I see guys playing pinnacle There's all, all the sorts time. of directions involved, like north, south, east, west. That sounds very complicated for us. Yeah. Captain Walleye. Musky man, I don't think we're going to play that game. <laughs> Um, what I will say is Omar Sharif actually played uh, a part in, do you ever remember the movies in the 70s, um, uh, Mame with Lucille Ball? No. None of them? No. Really? Yeah, I think there were two of them. And uh, she was like the love in that movie. Huh. Yeah. It was actually really good. It was it was the musical. And, um, oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, she was like a um, um, an older rich lady and, you know, she had... I love Lucille Bunch of people Ball. after her, you know, her... Was it Mame or Mamie? It was Mame. Oh, because my grandma's name was Mamie. I know that. Mamie. Thank you for the non-sequitur. Yeah, whatever. Um, Anywho, yeah, so he was in that. My mom loved him. Excellent. Um, so shouts to him and his family. Sad passing. Very talented actor. Um, Interesting uh, he, didn't wear, he didn't actually win an Oscar. 
No, no. You know? No. You would have thought with a movie as popular as that, you know? He was one of those guys, I think, as he aged, too, he was one of those guys where he got gray hair, but his eyebrows and mustache were, like, dark black still. Mm. And he had very bushy eyebrows. That turned you on? No. Hmm. I'm just saying. You look a bit turned on, musky man. No. Okay. No. I mean, he was quite a handsome man. I mean, I, I would not judge you. Okay. You know, in that regard. I appreciate that. Yeah. Let's move uh, on. Let's move on. <laughs> um, well, you'll know this one. Ken Stabler. The snake. Oh, my gosh. Oak, famous Oakland Raiders, Super Bowl victor of 1977, passed away on the 9th of July at the age of 69. You know the, the weirdest thing about him? <coughs> no Hall of Fame. No, what? no, no. Why? Right. Yeah. Um, he, won a, he won a Super Bowl, didn't he? According to his family, Stabler passed due to the complications associated with stage 4 colon cancer, which he has been battling since February. Um, he passed peacefully, surrounded by people he loved the most, including his three daughters and longtime partner, as some of his favorite uh, songs played in the background, such as Leonard Skinner's Sweet Home Sweet Alabama, home Alabama. Van Morrison's Leaves Falling Down. You know, I've never seen a little obituary of any kind that talks about that. No. Like, like, he passed with family around him and these specific songs playing in the background. That That's reminds kinda, me of that movie. cool, actually. Philadelphia yeah, with Tom like Hanks. It. Yes. And Tom okay. Hanks was dying. Yes. And he had his favorite music aria playing in the background with all of his friends by his bedside. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Reminds me of that. That's, That's kind of cool. cool. That's how I'd like to go if I if I have to go in that sort of fashion. That's not the way I want to go. I want to go kicking and fucking screaming. You want to go after hitting your head on the paddleboard. <laughs> yeah. So Steve, I'm going to go Ty Cobb. Okay. Are you? I'm going to be in a bed with a fucking shotgun and a, you know, and a, and a 45 by my side. And every time one of those fucking nurses tries to bring me a bedpan, I'm going to shoot at him. <laughs> Stabler um, was a stud quarterback in college, uh, in Al uh, led Alabama to undefeated seasons in 1966, uh, to the NFL where he became a four-time pro bowler. He spent 15 seasons in the NFL and that's, playing that's for the Raiders. that's fucking nasty-ass seasons. Yeah. Where he was getting his ass handed to him because he didn't have these pussy-ass quarterback rules like they do now. That's right. He played a little bit for the Oilers and Saints at the end, uh, but was most well-known for being the leader of those badass Raider teams of the 70s. He was never, as you said, enshrined to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, but probably should have been. I guarantee you next year he'll be in. Yeah. Which is stupid. Yeah. You know, they should they, you know they should have let him in. His name has His name had to have obviously come up at various times, yeah, just you, never made the vote. Do you know who's in and shouldn't be? It's that, what's that one guy's name? Sh I'll think of it, but there are so many guys. Who votes on who gets into the pro football hall uh, of it's fame? A, it's a mishmash. It's sports writers. It's sports stuff, writers. Yeah. And, yeah. No, well, we they may them. not be like the baseball fan. That's different. It's, uh, I, I'd have to look it up. But, um, you know, you got these guys that are just shitbags. I'm trying to think. He's Miami Hurricane, played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, defensive guy, big Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp. He got oh, in. He was first, the guy who he got in first vote. Right. Okay. Bullshit. Okay. Fuck him. Kenny fucking Stabler was a legend. Warren Sapp, not so much. Well, and he's like an famously an asshole, and he got into trouble at this year's Super Bowl because uh, he was like yes. caught with prostitutes he, or something. Yeah, that's the kind of guy you want in the Hall of Fame. Now. If the Hall of Fame were smart, they would deject his ass out of the Hall of Fame for that kind of behavior. Mm. You know? Wow. But then again, if they did that, then O.J. Simpson would be gone too, wouldn't he? Right. True. So maybe we should, we should look into that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. 
Um, Sorry about that. No, it's fine. And it was a good rant. And then finally, um, the Bobo the Monkey Boy, let me not mess this up. I think you would think it's so to the North American ear, you would pronounce this Joan, but it's not. It must be Juan. Juan Sebastian. It's Juan, J O A N, Juan Sebastian. Who's a legendary Mexican singer who passed at 64 on the 14th. I don't even know who this person is. Hey, Steph, go on to um, the video. Just do a YouTube. I bet you you'll get him. And let's let's hear what he sounds like while we're going through this. Um, legendary Mexican singer passed at 64 on the 14th of July. Um, a beloved Mexican singer known as El Rey del Yarpio. <sighs> Harpio I have no El Rey del Yapio Harapeo Passed away on Monday in at his family's ranch in Wala Waliantla Guerrero, Mexico That's yeah, I know. Julianta Guerrero, Julianta? Mexico Oh, well. thank, thank you, Kenny. I'm not going to. Which song do you want me to find? Any of them. I don't know any. any Nobody of, knows any of these songs. Pull up, pull we don't up, have a whole lot of Mexican listeners. Pull up. What, I've got, offended most of them. That has got nothing to do with liking his music. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Okay. He was a staple of the Mexican music charts since his career back in 1977. In 2006, Sebastian was inducted. There it is. Ocho. He was. Ooh. Oh, I know this song. Me gusto, sticky musto, me gusto Guadalajara. He was inducted into the Billboard Latin Music Hall of Fame. He won seven Latin Grammy Awards, five Grammy Awards, the most of any Mexican performer ever. Wow. Nice. I suddenly have a taste for a burrito. <laughs> You're terrible. All right, well, hey, shouts to him. Shouts to Juan Sebastian. Yeah, I'll honor Juan Sebastian. It might be Juan. Juan. It might be Joan. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Nobody's heard of him. I'm well, sorry. Well, every, it I'm sure everyone in Mexico is, uh, is just sad. But. Well, yeah, there's a lot of people there. I just thought it was interesting. Well, I'm glad you did. I'm bored. Jeez Louise. All right. Hey, let's get on to some games. Games. Yes, games. Not the stupid mind games you, you like to play, Captain Walleye. Oh, musky real, man. Real games. My hands are on my hips, musky man. That means I am poised and ready. First of all, shouts to a bunch of games last week. When we were out and about traveling, getting to the North Woods to start vacation. That's right. We had uh, a lot of games, so I wanted to shout them out. First of all, that yearly Valkyrie all-women games in Twin Falls, Idaho, the assays put on. Yeah, that's not going to last. What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's down the tubes in about a year or so. Will you stop? Don't be like that. I'm not just telling you like it is. No, I love it. It's cool that they do I don't think women are going to keep that show going. What? You... (laughs) You're so full of it. He's laughing, people. I'm not laughing. Yes, you are. You're just such a shitster. Let me ask you a question. Oh, How many women Jesus. competed? I have no idea. It's probably 20 plus. 20 plus. Yeah, easily. 
So an entire Highland Games for 20 people. It's a cool backyard games for just them. It's cool. Oh, it's a backyard game. I think it is, Okay, because yes. you make it sound like it's the world championship of women's games. I did not. It's the Valkyrie All-Women Games in I Twin Falls, great, Idaho. Do you even know what Valkyrie concept. means? Huh? What's a Valkyrie? Valkyrie are those... Those warrior Wing god Greek women that things. come in and like tear you apart. Really? From yes. the Vikings. Yeah. I think they should call this the Siren Games. No, that's in the water. There's no water in Idaho. <laughs> Good lord. Um, the uh, Antigonish Highland Games last weekend in Antigonish, Nova New Scotia. Nova Scotia. That's a great game. Hey, right who do we know from there? Greg Hadley. Greg Hadley, that's right. Yes, we do. I, it's an interesting name, too, because, it, you know, it looks like it's Antigonish. That's because you have no... But they say it, Antigonish. Antigonish. You can't speak. You can only speak phonetically, honey. It's true. I'm turning your he mind He has a hard off. time with names. Athena Caledonian Games in Athena, Oregon. Shouts. Hope that was good. The Fort Edmonton Celtic Festival in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. That's they were their old, old buddy. Oh, Sean Langford. Yeah, the mouth of the north. Shout. That's, he has... Are you? Wait a minute. We're going to replace him. As you the, can't replace John no, no, Langford. No, no. I mean, the mouth of the North used to be Delore Lacusta. Delore Lacusta, but Delore is no longer the mouth of the North. He's l- been fantastic. Plus, well, because everyone shut the microphone off. On That's him. all right, though, because he now is not. He's he, the mantle is off, and we can give it to Sean. Have you ever thrown with John Langford? Uh, that guy does not fucking stop talking. There yeah, he he's known he's for it. He's super nice. Oh, I love the guy. <laughs> Trust me on that. I, I adore him. Like you said, yeah. he's the mouth of the north. It was kind of funny that we, we knew each other off of um, Nazca, just from kind of going back and forth on bullshit. Mm-hmm. But we didn't really get along very well. Mm-hmm. And so next thing you know, we're both at Edomclaw. And we, we don't know who each other is, but we're both just talking to each other. Yep. And all of a sudden, he introduced himself, and I go, you're Sean Langford? And he goes, you're Jay O'Neill? And I'm like, yeah. And it was, we laughed, because here we were nitpicking at each other, you know, on the, on the internet. But yeah, but in person, we were just yucking it up <laughs> the whole on. day. It was one of the best throwing days ever. Yeah, he's a good guy. And a great uh, thrower, too, by the way. Yep. Kamloops Highland Games in Kamloops, BC, Canada. Shout out to everybody Good up one there. there. I think that's uh, the Littles, isn't it? Yep. That's right. Norm Little is lovely family. Yep. Yep. Shouts to them. Um, we've got the Payson Scottish Festival. Payson, Utah. Okay. I don't know if you saw this on Facebook, but um, we, we like to steal things so that we can um, up our own games, right? Yeah. So this Payson uh, Utah Games, Joel Sim puts that out. Shout, shouts to Joel. Ryan Stewart was there. He was the announcer. Okay? He announced for them. I heard you. Yeah? Did he enter walking in? No. Did he enter, say, on a golf cart? Did he enter in with bagpipes? Hmm. Oh, no. No, no. They flew him in in a fucking helicopter. Sweet! He arrived in... One of the sponsors has a helicopter, and they choppered him into the field to start. That wow. is badass. I've decided that I want that. That's Max, amazing. Max, you need to hey, Max. have the helicopter, honey. Hey, Max. Love you. We need to uh, talk about the funding. Yeah. I you, want a helicopter. You and I will be on a cargo, uh, on a on a fucking cargo pallet. They'll push it on the back of an airplane. Max, get me the chopper. And we might land near the field. I want to get to the chopper. Max, I want a chopper. 
Oh, sorry, guys. I thought you only needed two of the cargo chutes. <laughs> Apparently, you needed three. I just think that's cool. I, I saw that that's little note and a picture of Ryan next to the helicopter. Did they video it? They should have videoed it. There was a picture of Ryan next to the helicopter. I think it was him and Joel coming in. No, I, if, cool. if it's not on video, it didn't happen. Um, Skagit Valley Highland Games in Mount Vernon, Washington. Shouts yep. to them. That one's what? always close to my heart. One of my favorites. Um, and then coming up this weekend, there's several, and uh, we're not going to be there because we're here. The big um, Portland one. Shouts to Portland Games this weekend. Portland, Oregon, one of the biggies. All yep. the pros will be there in a full class of uh, uh, amateurs. Yeah, they do a really cool thing now. They do um, On Friday, they do the novices and the over 60s. Yep. And the high school. I wish you would stop that. <laughs> he, I him, had a train of thought. Let him finish. I, I, I blew it. I don't even know where I'm at anymore. <laughs> Stop. So anyway, they have a sheaf challenge then yes. on Friday night, and then they do the the whole games thing on Saturday. But they move like we always say. They move like ninety plus throwers. Yeah. In one day. Yeah. They do a good job. They do a good job. Did you have anything to say, Candy? Anything we missed there, Candy? It's impressive. Yes, it is. <laughs> Third annual. Kootenai Highland Gathering in Libby, Montana. That's old Chuck McLean oh, Chuck the S-A-A. Yeah, S-A-A. Shouts to Chuck and the gang. Uh, the Celtic Fest in Cedar Rapids. Cedar Rapids. Rapids. Cedar Crapids, <laughs> Iowa. Home Matt. of Brown Star Faltus. Insurance. That's up in Brown Valley, not Brown. home of Brown Star. Brown Star, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Yes, that's where they have the uh, big MMA, not MMA, <laughs> the big... Uh, CMAIA conference for the insurance companies. Yeah, and then they have Brown Star Insurance. Brown Star is there for, to, the, up for the, double di- the double diamonds. They lead the way. No, no, they do, yeah. Um, the Glasgow Lands Scottish Festival in Florence in the Machine, Massachusetts. What? Florence, Massachusetts. Florence, Massachusetts. What's the machine? What are you talking about? Florence in the Machine is a group. It was a joke Florence and the Machine. Nobody's ever heard group. of them. I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> they're super penny. popular. Uh, everybody knows Super popular with who? Not with, you. With everybody but you. Oh, my God. Thank you. I love the course of the girls going, not you. Uh, shut off their mics, too. And yours as well. <laughs> um, anyway, that's uh, Ken Gustavison. Gustafson. Are you Gustafson? Oh, my God. Gustavson. You're, you're married to a fucking Norwegian. Well, fine. I just said it wrong. Gustafsson. Gustafsson. You need to go. Ken? If Carol was here, she would smack you. Shouldn't she say oofta? I'm on vacation. Say fida. Goofs. <laughs> you're a goofsdison. That's what you are. Hey, sorry, Can you Ken. read this next one? It's Minnesota. Minnesota Scottish Fair and Highland Games in Egan, Minnesota. Jeff Bryan shouts, sorry, we can't be down for that. Yeah. It just doesn't quite work with getting here and out. It would work, but we're too lazy. The we want to enjoy one more day on the pontoon. The Glasgow is a big new Glasgow Highland Games in New Glasgow, uh, NS, Nova, Nova Scotia, Canada. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ. on the last page. Yeah, you just read it. Calm down, you two. For goodness sake. Well, you're like a retard. Well, thank you. I'll stop doing the show sheets for you. Oh, here we go. Here we go. The big baby's going to stop. I'm going to take my ball and go home. I am going to take my ball and go home. Are you going to sit on your ball? You wrote the show sheet. You should be able to enunciate. Musky man is going to take his tackle and go home. (laughs) Captain Walleye says, no, you will not, musky man. And then finally, the main Celtic celebration in Belfast, Maine. (laughs) 
Sam Denson. Sam Denson. Good job. Denson. It's probably Denison, and you probably misspelled it or something. It's Sam Denson on the NASGA board. Okay. All right. All right. Shouts to all hey. of them. Because everything on NASGA is 100% right. Have a great throw this weekend. If Abraham you're Lincoln, to this, If you're listening to this podcast on your way there, give everybody love and drive safe and throw far. Yes. Be safe. Throw far. Have a good time. Be good to the people who are taking care of you. Take care of your athletic directors, your scorers, your tip scorekeepers, your, your judges, your markers. Tip your shaggers. Tip the scorekeeper. Tip your shagger. Tip the scorekeeper. <laughs> what? They get paid. He's a grown like man. He had a beard and everything. <laughs> what are you talking about? Tip your scorekeepers. Well, yeah. ones right down Never mind. They make a doodle of money. Oh, tip your shaggers. Them. Tip the shaggers. <laughs> Buy the volunteers a beer. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Your, your judges need glasses. They need money. And their wives. <laughs> All right, Angie. Get in there. Get in there, Devil Ange. Get them. Get them. Get some. Um, that's it for those. That's it for pop culture and current events. Uh, anything else to rip on me about before we go off to the next segment? You did a great job, honey. Thanks, Delange. Yes. And I will say, we we kind of glossed over, but it was Independence Day, so happy belated Independence Day. Go America. America. We glossed like over America. it? We didn't even talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. America. America. America's. Yes. Yes, it 4th was a, of July. It was a nice 4th. I enjoyed it. I was driving across the country to get to the northern part of the world. Yeah, we drove from Billings to the undisclosed location in the Northwoods on July 4th. Go America. Okay, great. Yeah, we were actually doing a fire watch to make sure no one burned down our fucking property. That's right, because you, you had the ATF parties going on all around you in Washington where we live. Pretty yeah. much. Yep, good yep. stuff. Um, so happy belated fourth to everybody. We're back. We're happy to be back on the air. We're going to get a couple episodes in while we're here. Did you hear about all those dumbass pro football players that blew their fucking hands up? Yes, yes I we did. did. What a bunch of idiots, huh? I know, right? That's, that should definitely make you pause if you're a coach. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that should be in their contract. Don't play with explosives. Well, you know, a lot of these guys have contracts against, like, riding motorcycles and anything that's fairly dangerous. Yeah. Because they're worth a lot of money. Yeah. You know, so. Insure their contracts sometimes. And that even happens in college. Right. A lot of the NCAA, the the kids that that play, you know, football, they have specific rules that the coaches say, do not do this, do not do that. No no going skiing, you know. Anything that's going to hurt you. No no Mm -hmm. things that are going to hurt you. Okay, don't. Hold fireworks in your hand and don't put them on your head, okay? Okay. Yeah. Fireworks sure. are bad, okay? That's true. That's true. All right. Well, so out to the next segmento. Segmento. Let's we go out to the next segmento. Musky oh. man. All right, Captain Walleye. The the fish phone's ringing. Let's go. Oh, I do hear the fish phone. Let's get in the, let's get in the boat. Off we go. Off we go to the sea. But the real excitement, of course, is going to come at the end of the summer uh, during Sexual Awareness Week. We import 200 hookers from around the world, and each camper, armed with only a thermos of coffee and $2,000 cash, tries to visit as many countries as he can. And the winner, of course, is named King of Sexual Awareness Week and is allowed to rape and pillage the neighboring towns until camp ends. You're a paddleboard retard. Actually, I'm the worst paddleboarder in the entire house. You are. I'm aware of this. But you're getting better. Every we're time all, you go out, so you're doing really this. good. The only, the only one worse than me is Abby. Hit it.
right. I meet my buddies out on the lake. Mm, yeah. To a special place. That's it. Just a few folks know. Just a few folks Just know. Few folks, yep. Not many people know and where no we are because it's secret. No you mark your all your every rude. Stick it up. Eat you freaking keister, yeah. It don't have to be Easter to stick that heaven rude right up your keister. And a party barge. Trailer park. I love that Big song. Big fat women drinking beer all day long. Nice. Ooh, that didn't hold that note very well. Try it again. Long. <laughs> I love it. Welcome back to Fork Talk. It's segment one. Episode Doseki. You can tell we are on a theme here of lake loveliness because we are at the lake. And, uh, I'm actually looking out nice the window weather. at the lake. Yep. You can hear the loons out there going, Norman, look at the loons. I'm so tired of fucking loons. I'll tell you that right now. Are you? All right. So this segment is called Balance. Balance. We're actually going to get serious here on Fork Talk. It's crazy, I know, but we yes. do like to do stuff about throwing. It's, yes. God forbid, it's a, what the show's about. But we're uh, we thought, may have lost our way a little bit. I thought I, I thought it was interesting to talk about this balance uh, topic. Right? Why did you come up with this? Well, I don't even know. Well, I I, I was. I mean, I was you know, out enjoying myself on the lake this this afternoon with our lovely wives. You know, pushing them off the dock and such. He did. He pushed us. I off was inspired. The <laughs> I was inspired <laughs> by. I actually was falling off the dock because you were pushing me, and I grabbed you and pushed you in with me. So I was he inspired. Me, I was inspired by talking about balance because when I am here at the, the at the lake at the cabin, <laughs> I um, like to in the mornings go out on a large paddleboard. And a very large paddleboard. Yeah, I bought the biggest paddleboard they have because most paddleboards that you see in a store, which are quite popular these days. They have weight limits, don't they? Sort of, yeah. yeah, and most of them, like anyone that you see, like if you're at a store and you see this cool paddleboard, like, oh, that looks awesome. If you actually look at it, the fine print, mm-hmm. it'll be like rated to like 250 pounds, right. 230. And so I was looking all over the place, and it's hard to find a paddleboard that's more than that. And being someone in the... Between 275 and 300 range. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Between. Between. <laughs> I uh, Somewhere right in between. Right in between. I wanted to have something that was of a proper size. So I found, an unfortunately, incredibly expensive, but a 300-pound weighted limit board. As it's, a matter of fact, the actual emblem has Sasquatch on the paddleboard. <laughs> it and it's called the Lake Touring Model. Yes, well, it's nice. It's also called the Edmund Fitzgerald. It looks because like Because <laughs> when I got on that son of a bitch, I'm telling you right now. Yes. The seas kicked up. Right. You and know, you sank right to the bottom. I had a vision of some cookie yelling, hey, it's too rough to feed you. And then it broke up and I fell off. And then Gordon Lightfoot in the background was strumming away. And laughing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but so I get on this thing and I like to paddle around the lake and it is a very good core workout. And it also has a lot of balance involved. And I was thinking to myself that um, one of the, you know, unnoted items I think of throwing often is balance, right? If you if you don't work on your balance or have balance as a part of your repetition, then um, you can definitely not be as good of a thrower. You can you can mm-hmm. enhance your throwing with that. So um, the definition of balance is interesting. So balance can be um, 
it's a noun. And an really? even distribution of weight <laughs> enabling someone or something to remain upright and steady. Sounds like examples sipping, uh, slipping in the mud, but keeping their balance. Synonyms: stability, equilibrium, steadiness, Erection. footing. A tripped, I tripped and lost my balance. Right now, I found this. What is this fucking Sesame Street here? I was just giving you the d- definition of balance. What's the number of the day? Two. Grover says balance. <laughs> oh my God. The uh, Kermit the Frog here. The <laughs> word today is balance. <laughs> Miss Piggy, would you come here and balance on my green penis? Well, that's <laughs> Captain Wally. That's a good Kermit. Um, you guys are really going to give me grief because I decided to find the concept of the body equilibrium at www.fit2surf.com. www.fit2surf.com. Fit to surf. It's about surfing and how balance and training for balance with surfing is important. I, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, as you're, you know, slashing through the sea. Right. On a styrofoam board. Right. But I, th- I think it's a equivalent or applic- applicable okay. to throwing. Musky man, bring it on. Musky drop, a man. Knowledge, drop a knowledge bomb I'm on dr- us. I am. I'm going <laughs> to drop it now. The following components represent key building blocks that contribute to safe, effective, and functional movement as well as skilled performance. Skilled performance. First of all, balance. Movement built upon this function represents an ability to stabilize and maintain a desired body position. Balance can be thought of as a correct or effective positioning of a body part or the entire body. This can be clearly seen during any many surfing movements. Will you stop? Big red truck. Oh, I'm sorry. I woke up. Come on. (laughs) Oh, I heard his feelings. Proprioception. Good job, honey. Proprioception. This is the ability to sense joint position and to be aware of body positioning and body movement. Yes, it that's, is. It's an element knowing where of, you are in space. That's right. This overlaps with kin, uh, kinesthetic awareness. Kinesthetic awareness. Thank you, and provides a sense of body symmetry or necessary balance and positioning between body parts. Do you know why that I know that kinesthetic awareness? Uh, because you're a PA. No. A medical professional. No. Because I watched the movie Vision Quest. Ah. Now, okay. if you watch the movie Vision wrestling. Quest, that's one of the things that Loudon Swain, the star of the movie, mm-hmm. Pat, played by Matthew Modine, by the way, mm-hmm. who should have got an Oscar. Mm-hmm. So what he said, the reason why he was such a natural at wrestling was because he had kinesthetic awareness. He knew where his body was in space at all times, there you go. like a cat. There you go. I hate that movie more than anything. It's not the movie you hate. It's the people that actually used Vision Quest to start their stupid gym. Yeah, so just relax. (laughs) It specifically refers to a sense of joint position, right? Proprioception, is that right? Yeah. As mediated by sensory organs like muscle spindles located between muscle fibers. Represents an ongoing or normal awareness of the position, balance, or movement of the body or any of its parts. Yeah, it's actually be... the gold, the Golgi uh, organ that does kinesthetic awareness. Just saying. So you're saying that they're wrong. The Golgi organ. You're saying Golgi organ. The golden organ. You're okay. Golgi you're, organ. You're saying the Golgi organ. Golgi, it, the Golgi organ works with the muscles and the fibers the, in the tendons. Is that like a pipe organ? Nope. Candy sprinkles. You're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. I went to Pipe Organ Pizza one time. You're Let me killing, tell you, that was some good fucking You're pizza. killing me, Smalls. You're saying that the sensory organ they're referring to is the one that you're saying. The Golgi tendon organ does play a large part in proprioception and kinesthetic awareness 
Very in joints. Where is it located? Very good. Thank it's in you. the. It's in the between the muscle it's fibers. It's in the tendons. It's called Golgi tendon organ. It's okay. a little nerve cell thingy hmm. in the tendons. And it represents. I think she's the right. Ongoing, I think I remember hearing about that. It represents the ongoing or normal awareness of the position, balance, or movement of the body or any of its parts. This can be clearly defined during advanced surfing movements. Kinesthetic sense. This is the ability to prepare or feel movement, weight shift, and body position. This feedback mechanism allows you to be aware of how the body is positioned in any particular moment. Is that anything like awareness the, uh... is the ability to know where your body parts are in three-dimensional space, exactly like you said. Okay, before. so now we're done with kinesiology no, 101. It's one or two, actually. Do you think that... Well, um... people... Hey, candy sprinkles... You and Big Daddy are going to be on my shit list really soon. We're already on your shit All list, right? so you know what? Fuck it. This Fork Talk, one of the tenets <laughs> of Fork Talk was to talk actively about things about throwing that were real. And sometimes we talk about educating the public. There are throwers who maybe have never, ever read anything about kinesthetic systems, how it affects your body in space, and why if they're trying to do two-turn spins and they always get fucking blurry vision when they do it or they can't keep upright is because they are not well balanced in under having muscles that know how to keep themselves spaced in in space right i'm sorry musky man isn't that am i am i wrong you are right on right so there are things they can potentially do with their trainers or people to help get their senses more tuned and capable of moving in space and being aware of where they are in space. Can so you? Let's, let's, yes, we can. Let's talk about it. There That's you go. That's the next step. Now, don't mess with me again. I'd like to know why you're so upset about this. Did somebody beat you up as a kid with a book about kinesiology? No. I'm I just, didn't know what it meant. I'm me. just saying. You guys think you're all high and mighty because you know all this shit, but we're doing I this don't because think that everybody at all. doesn't. I don't think that at all. I love you, honey. I love you too. So I mean, I love you, Brett. And and the other reason why I wanted to do this. I is mean, musky man. I the other reason why I wanted to do this is because you two can I think give the Fork Talk Nation some interesting ideas about training around balance exercises. I'll Things have to take a were, pass on this because no. I obviously don't know anything about it because I fell off the fucking board uh, every time I went on it today. Yeah, you can't balance on it. You and I suck. suck. Well, you, so you definitely don't have a low sense of gravity. I do have a low center no. of gravity. Women have I'm only five ten. Yeah, but you have a but yeah, but your mass is above high. your waist is quite high. Well, I think I'm at five foot ten and two eighty. I think it's harder for me to negotiate. You know, uh, uh, my proprioception kinesthetic awareness. It's it's a well known fact that women do better on things like paddle boards and surfboards because we have a lower center of gravity, so we're more stable. Well, you have different muscles in the pelvic girdle. And see? we use the muscles in our pelvic girdle more. Quite often. Quite often. Yeah, we'll use it there using right now. <laughs> That's good. No, so, but lower center no, of gravity so, helps. So, big, yeah, so lower center of gravity helps. Big Daddy, so uh, you're taking a pass on this because you don't necessarily ha- – you don't ha- do you have any exercises that you think you do that help with balance? No. Do you not do root do, – do you not do motion um, movements without weight? No. You do too. No, everything I do has weight too. I do squats, deadlifts, bench press, when, overheads. When you're practicing throwing, don't you sometimes yes, do you movement do. without weight? You do. Yeah. You do the little turning thing. Turns. Yeah, I do some turns and stuff like that. Yeah, but I don't think it has much to do with balance. It has more to do with me getting my muscle memory to respond when I have a weight in my hand. Right, you know? but 
when you're doing when you're doing that, you're training your balance. But do you know the biggest problem I've always had with throwing when what? I first started, especially? What's that? I never knew where I was in space. Interesting. And I used to tell that to John Oden when he was coaching me. I'd say, you know, the funny thing, you keep telling me that, okay, take that first turn on the wait for distance. You're going to end up here, mm-hmm. and then you're going to pull high. You know, you're going to stand up, and then you're going to squat back down, and then you're going to stand up high again, and then you're going to release weight. Well, right. to me, it's like Francis Brebner said when he was going through his weight for distance. It's a blur. Yeah. You know, to me, I, I, it doesn't work like that. I, I have to get my entry point. Yeah. You know, if I get my entry point just right and get my feet turned around and actually land my left foot, yep. the rest of the throw will go fine. But would, would you say that you potentially are someone who doesn't have necessarily a natural heightened kind of awareness in space? You know, when I played football and I was a football player on a football field, I could, you well, know, I could negotiate my way around. I had really good vision and I could negotiate my way through, around, and, you know, and make people miss me. That's a good example. But yeah, it, it doesn't really... No one's coming at me when I'm throwing. Is that know? more of a was that more of a north south thing it's more, more of a, than a spinning more of a vision, thing? More of a vision thing. You know, okay. I, I I could feel people being close to me and yeah, and that kind of stuff. Whereas with movement like dance, you yeah. know, for instance, you know, yeah. you're, it's a lot different than yeah. you know, say football. Interesting. So. Yeah, could be. Candy and wrestling. Candy in your uh, in your training days, what were some balance oriented? Um, exercises that help with balance like you know i think people think of balance balls and stuff like that right standing on one leg with your eyes closed is the most rudimentary balance exercise and i used to do this with my a lot of my clients and mostly elderly clients because one of the things that they were worried about was falling over breaking a hip yes so we would just do close your eyes balance on one leg for however long you can do it and then increase that time so that's one of the most basic is balancing on one foot eyes open is easier eyes closed is harder and then things like you know we had balance boards and stuff but that's like more advanced but like a paddle board is great because you're using so many little stabilizing muscles now this is a good, yes, but, for sure but wait a minute this is a good example see this is a good example that i think happens and i i have this Maybe I'm more sensitive to this because I started lifting later in life and uh, I'm not as much of a gym rat as some of our throwing friends, including my beautiful, bald, beautiful Captain Walleye, who's done it his whole life. But you get to a certain point with your lifting, for example, Jay, where, um, and and we've heard this from throwers who we love who have a major injury of some kind, like, Mm -hmm. say, Miles. He has an injury, (laughs) a open heart surgery and he has to go back in the gym and start from scratch literally barely being able to push a bar yep right and it was psychologically really hard for him to do so you yourself have told stories about ripping biceps and then two three days later being in the gym doing way more weight than you should on bench press because it didn't hurt, yeah, right. And the bicep was just a stabilizer. But it was also a. It seems to me a bit of a psychological thing for you yeah. as well. And and so, for example, when you get hurt, you don't want to be hurt. Well, and here's my point: is a big, super strong thrower who is you know super agile and can throw and you know bench and squat all kinds of huge weight feels psychologically inferior if they were to as a part of their regiment stand up on one foot with their eyes closed and they fall over immediately 
and they try that maybe a couple times and I think they quit instead of like if it were lifting you would keep working at it you would slowly go at it at a few pounds every week keep going at it keep going at it to build up for your total right mm-hmm. and so something like standing on your leg with one foot up and closing your eyes and just always falling over and then slowly just getting a few seconds every week more and more better to the point where you can stand there with your eyes closed for a while right yeah. right and if, if the better balance you have because we've all seen and we've done it we have all done it in practice or in competition where you lose your balance and you fall over the trig and if it's in competition it sucks because you're kind of embarrassed and your pride is hurt and if it happens in practice it sucks because you fell on your keister <laughs> but and it wasn't even easter right but the better your balance is the less likely you are to do it now there's other things involved as well you know your speed and approaching the trig and all that but yeah balance balance training doesn't have to be difficult people it doesn't have to involve wobble boards or standing on bozu balls or just forget about all of that seriously just or falling on your ass in a lake on a paddleboard yeah you don't even need a paddleboard stand on one foot and work but on don't that. do it on a paddleboard because I guarantee you, you stand on one foot, you're gonna have Edmund Fitzgerald. Just like well, that. no, that's I, true. I I got bit. I was on the paddleboard today, and I got bit by a horsefly on my ankle, and I like tried you almost to fell in. Lift my other foot to scratch it because it really, really hurt, and I almost fell in. But you know what's that's what's funny about that is this trip has actually made me realize there are things I need to work on. One of them is flexibility, hmm. because just sitting down on the dock, I have to fall down on my ass. You know, because I have no flexibility in my quads. Ah. You know, and um, balance, obviously, because I'm the worst paddleboarder in the entire fucking house. Yeah, your weight kicked your ass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can be better than you with one thing. It's probably because when that you were a kid, nice. you probably took an ironing board and went down some fucking creek in Mississippi. And Fort Tuck Nation, I'm not saying yeah. it was. I'm not saying <laughs> it was a, a ugly first attempt that Big Daddy had. What I'm saying is there were five loons from a county over who came flying in as fast as they could with all of their brethren, and they literally started laughing, this <coughs> loon laugh <laughs> at him. Yeah. And, he's, and he's like, as you, anybody who's ever met Jay can imagine him on the lake in the water. He's just fallen off the paddleboard. There's these loons laughing at him, and he's like, come here, you loons. Don't you laugh at me? If I had a fucking shotgun, there would this would be called Loonless Lake. <laughs> yeah, luckily the guns weren't out yet. Oh, that was funny. Loonless Lake is what but they were called. But he was a good sport. But I agree with you, Jake. Those yeah. are those are our interesting cues to get uh, into the rotation. Yeah, it's obvious. You know, Candy brought it up immediately today. I would, you know, I, I made a decision. I was going to try to get better every day, a little bit better. Right. So mm-hmm. yesterday, immediately. Got on the paddleboard from the dock, fell right off the fucking paddleboard, still hanging on to the dock. Mm-hmm. Then I went a little bit further, and then I went a little bit further, and then I was like, yeah, fuck it, I don't want to do this anymore. So then uh, today, I made a decision I was going to do it too, and I went out, and I had a pretty good, you know, little toodle on the board. You know, you I, even, I turned around, started yeah. heading back, and then uh, she made a comment, and then I laughed, and then when I laughed, I lost my balance. But the whole time I'm on that board, I am literally, you know, firing muscles to make the paddleboard stay steady. I'm not enjoying it whatsoever. You know, it's like being under a, a load of like 500 pounds and standing there. Yeah. Me, you know, 
Yeah, your torso muscles. A lot of stability muscles. muscles. Were firing. We could see him from the dock. We're like watching him. It was crazy. So that's He's good. That's sexy. good core. It was kind of sexy. That's good core work. See, and if you did, the, if you do that a little bit every day, I bet you you'd throw better at the end of the week. Probably right. Yeah. He is going to basically kick all your all's asses in Enum Claw. He's so coming to the call. Notice. Captain Walleye. Loaded for bear. I want you to wear your Captain Walleye shirt I'm when good. you are at the claw. I think I should when wear it at least for the sheath toss. Yeah. yeah. Well, just go in, wear it in the morning when you're getting, you know, settled in. Okay. Before you put your competition shirt That's on. a deal. All right. All right. That's Now, say- we have to say something, though, because about balance, because what's so funny about this whole story is, so Angie gets on the board. Yes. Right. And her very first time takes it way past I where I took it, turned around, came all the way back. Right. Very turned good the board it. around. She's a natural. And was about to sit down on the deck. She would have been, been a perfect three-point landing. And then uh, Big Daddy pushed me off the board. I couldn't allow her to have a perfect three-point But I almost <laughs> fell out there, and I still balanced and stayed myself on the board. Yes. Yeah, it was funny because she actually was on one foot for a second. I saw that. Yeah. With my eyes closed. Sure you were. <laughs> Drinking a beer. Now she's just showing off. Pretty much. <laughs> but that was pretty good. I mean, wow. I was like, holy shnikes. And, you know, that's when we were talking about it. And then Candy said, well, you know, the, it's like squatting 500 pounds. You know, I may be good at squatting a lot of weight, you know, but it's certain things like balance I don't have to be that good at. That's right. You know, so. That's right. You know, but if I worked on it, you know, could be better at it. It's That's all true. about personal growth, people. We're all growing. PRs, baby. PR. You're going for PRs for balance. Well, I'll tell you what. My legs right now, yeah, they're can all you, fired up. I mean, I feel, feel like I've done a squat workout, and all I did was paddleboard today. That's because it's a ton of core, lower I'm t- leg. Dude, I'm telling work. you, oh, just keep on that. Thing. All I felt all the whole time I was on there was I wasn't having any fun. All I was doing was firing every fucking muscle in my body to keep <laughs> that board from falling over. Tomorrow, it. I'm going to do a squat on the paddleboard. Unloaded. Just a bodyweight squat. Do a pistol squat. Oh, I can't do pistol squats, honey. <laughs> but I'm going to try to do a squat, at least a partial squat on the paddleboard. All right. I like it. Done. So that is the end of the segmento. Thank you for uh, indulging me. And uh, we are out to the next yeah, segment. Sorry we made you angry. That's all right. I, I'm back. I, you... you um, you rectified your attitudes and gave me what I wanted. <laughs> you said rectify. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to erectify you outside on the pontoon pretty soon. <laughs> All right, we out. We out. What's your name? Smith. Oh, Smith, if you like. What's your purpose in Port Royal, Mr. Smith? Yeah, and no lies. All right, then. I confess. It is my intention to commandeer one of these ships, pick up a crew in Tortuga, raid, pillage, plunder, and otherwise pilfer my Weasley black guts out. I said no lies. I think he's telling the truth. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if he told it to you. Oh.
Easter. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be Easter. Welcome back, Fort Talk. It's Fort Talk episode 30. We, or like we like to say, Dos Equis. Dos Equis, which means nothing to do with 30. Um, here we are, and the song's apropos, isn't it, Big Daddy? Very apropos. Do you want to know why? Why? Because we're on a motherfucking pontoon in the middle of a lake. We are on a pontoon floating on dead lake. The deadest lake of all. Yes. And there is only one other pontoon on the lake currently. We are sharing the lake. They are taking a wide berth, which is a smart thing. Yeah, because I'm about ready to fire one right over their brow. And I am here with, of course, Captain Walleye. I am Musky Man. Musky Man. Uh, the full staff is still with us. We have Candy Sprinkles on the boat with us. I don't. Ange. Hey, y'all. And an intern, Slim Jim. What up? And, and Izzy. And we have our mascot. We got, that's right, we got Angie, we got uh, our Matt Scott. Angie's our mascot. Angie, Angie's not our mascot. We got um, Abby. Abby. Abby Rose. I don't remember his dog's name. I know. Abby Rose. I can't remember. Abby Her middle name's Rose. Oh, the party. So now, Fort Talk Nation, we have done a lot of things on Fort Talk in our 30 episodes. We have recorded, of course, from Fort Talk Studios. We've recorded from the Highland Lodge. Indeed. We have recorded from a car on the way from Seward, Alaska, back into Anchorage. Indeed. We've recorded in the hallowed grounds of Scotland. Scotland. We recorded at Pleasanton. We recorded at Pleasanton. At Pleasanton, the P-Town. Yes. Victoria. And we've had... Victoria, uh, British Columbia. We've had Victoria, British Columbia. We've been all over the place. And this is a first, because it's the first podcast ever done, I think, probably. On a pontoon. From a pontoon boat on a lake in northern Minnesota. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the first podcast ever to be on the water. Just Could be. Could be in Tinsel I can guarantee that he's right. I think you're right. I yeah. think he is, too. So, I'm going to ram that fucking pontoon over there. Let me start the boat. Come on. Okay, so... Pause, everybody. Yeah, we're just pausing. All right, so here's the deal for segment two. We're on the we're on the lake. We want to hear the loons if they go. Turn the, turn the music off. And in this segment, we're going to talk about... It's one of those where we do the your favorites, right? Your Your top one or two things. Yes, that's what we do. That are lake-related. Lake-related. Okay. So the first one is, and we're going to have everybody uh, in on this. So our first one is, and Fort Talk Nation, if you're out there, if you haven't taken your summer vacation yet, and you're thinking about what you like most about your vacation, you can start thinking about it now and arguing about it in the car as you go to throw. Yeah? I, would, I would venture a guess that when people write movies and tell stories about summer vacations, yeah. this is what they're talking about. Damn right. Right. A lake in a Midwestern state, warm, hot, drinking beer, drinking Angry Orchard with buddies, friends, family. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. Gin and tonic. Okay. So the first one is favorite wildlife. We are um, we are several hundred miles from the nearest really big city. We are um, out in amongst the nature. Mm-hmm. And um, 
We've got wildlife all along. We were just tootling over there into the cove. Why are you pointing? We're on, we're on the podcast. They can't see you. I'm talking to you. We're tootling over to the to the, to the cove over there, and we yeah. just saw what? A loon. No, deer. Oh, baby deer. Baby deers. Oh, little deer. It's a mommy and two fawns. A little yeah, two fawns. They were bent over there to take a sip of water. I pulled out my rifle and blam! <laughs> That's Bambi right. Was dead. Yep, Bambi's Bambi dead. with uh, one through the heart and one through the head. All right, so uh, intern Slim Jim, your favorite wildlife. <clears throat> so, in honor of Shark Week, which is past, but I like to think every week is Shark Week, <clears throat> my favorite wildlife would be the Mako shark. Ooh, Mako shark. Good. Yeah, I like that. Is that a nasty one? It's the fastest of all the sharks. I'll tell you that. All right, very good. Um, okay, good. How about you, Devil Ange? What's your favorite wildlife? Um, bald eagle. Bald eagle. We have one here on the lake. We saw him yesterday. He was over on a limb a few days ago. We got up close and personal. Ask he was why scoping she likes out. Bald eagles. Why do you like bald eagles? Because my husband's bald and he's an eagle. He's bald. There's nothing else about him that's eagle-like. No, because we saw one here the other day. I think it's the first one I've ever seen, so it was kind of cool. Cool. All right. How about how about you, Devil Ange, or uh, Candy Sprinkles? Candy Ange. Cool. Candy Ange. Devil Sprinkles. Devil Sprinkles. Candy Sprinkles. My favorite Northwoods wildlife would have to be the moose. Ah, the mighty moose. I've never seen an actual moose up here, but there's lots of moose. But my favorite wildlife on our lake would have to be that elusive mountain lion that we saw the paw prints of a couple winters ago. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. We were walking on the lake. It was winter, so there was the lake was frozen, and it was snowy. And we were walking, and we saw the paw prints of a mountain lion, and the paw prints were as big as my hand. So that mountain lion is my favorite. She's got big hands. We call her man hands. Okay, so Big Daddy, I won't go next because I will let you in case I steal yours. No, no, no. You go ahead. Everyone has already stole mine. Your best ones? Okay. Well, I'm going to go with, of course, the loon. Of course. I love loons. I think they're cool birds. Because you're as loony as a loon. I fell in love with a loon when I watched On Golden Pond for the first time and saw Catherine Hepburn say, Norman, look at the loons. Yeah, and Norman was as uh, loony as a loon because he has Alzheimer's, right? He didn't have Alzheimer's. He was Henry Fonda. I know. I love Henry Fonda. He had Alzheimer's. In and real life? That movie. That was the point of the movie. Yeah, and part of the movie was no, he, he was had just Alzheimer's. he was just getting old and uh, had um, memory issues. That's yeah. Alzheimer's. That's before they had gave it a name. No, yeah. he was just having a bit of dementia. That's Alzheimer's. <laughs> All dementia is not Alzheimer's. You're making me an idiot out of yourself. It's true. I don't, I don't know hummingbirds. Fine. What is your wildlife? <clears throat> the ant. The ant? Yeah. Okay. Big, big movie, uh, Ant-Man coming up. Is that why you've picked it? No, I just like ants. They're little and strong. You should pick dragonflies because they've been... Wait a minute. Are you saying you resonate with something little and strong? <laughs> oh, shit. That's a lightweight. No. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, uh, the cougar. Yeah, the 36-year-old woman that sits at a bar stool with a velour jogging suit. A velour? Uh, press on nails and a cigarette as long as your arm. Velour? That's your wildlife? V-lore. Yeah, velour. 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 <laughs> All right. All right, here's another good one. Favorite lake-related movies? Go ahead. Fake, 
Favorite lake-related movies? Intern Slim Jim. What is your favorite lake-related movie? <clears throat> okay, so it's it's not the entire movie, but my favorite movie is Forrest Gump, and so my lake-related part would be whenever he's on Gen A fishing some shrimp. Jenny is his girlfriend. Gotcha. So he's on Jenny the boat. He's on Jenny the boat. And he's shrimp. He's shrimping. Basically. Oh, you know, my I also love when he's Dripping running when he's running and he sees that beautiful lake in the mountains where the sky's on top of it. That one too. That was the other bit. Yeah. It's good. Alright, that's a good one. Hey, you guys are gonna think I'm crazy. But look at that cloud formation. Does that not look like a bodybuilder doing a pose? Oh it does. Totally. It does. It looks like Mark Wechter. Take a picture. Coley, take a picture. It looks like Mark Wechter doing a pose. Look at that. Take a picture of that cloud. That oh, it's is. actually got hair. <laughs> oh, it's bald. Look at that. No, it it's not bald. It's got hair, guy, by golly. No, that's a gross boob. That is cool. Big chest, arms sticking out, doing his pose. That's or, He's or doing his, his the like atlas. What is the name of that pose? I don't even know what the pose is. Atlas like. pose? It's the arm back with the arms straight out and one cocked. Or it looks like the thrower so running. in the in right in a wait for distance throw right before that's, you release. That's good, too, yeah. Not even close. Pole vaulter? No, no, no. Or a javelin a throw. That's how Javelin throw. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. It's a thrower ah. in a wave for distance right before, right as they were. There's nothing Highland the Games oriented about javelin throwing. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you see it? It's right when you were Spear chuckers. In wave for distance. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to digress. Let's get on with the show. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, Pork Talk Nation. Candy, we will try to put candy, these pictures on our Facebook page. Candy, candy Sprinkles. What is a favorite lake related movie? It is um, the, oh, God, American Pie, like, 2. American Pie 2, they are on a lake, yes. They're, they're spending this, they were like, spending an epic week at a lake house in Michigan, northern Michigan. And northern Michigan and northern Minnesota are very similar in that there's lots of lakes and lots of lake houses. And that was, like, their epic end of whatever college high school who do you thing. relate to both most on that show stifler or um stifler's mom. stifler's mom none of them because when i was at that point in my life i could get whoever i wanted so stifler's mom what so you There's relate more <laughs> that doesn't make no sense angie your movie um lake placid that was on my list too Lake Placid. Never saw it. Tell us why you love it. Because you had to pet alligators. You just like feed it cows. Right. So it's about. So it's about a a lake. Where people in New York area. And then come to find out the little old lady around the corner was feeding the. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Alligator. Cows and people. (laughs) It first of all, it's Betty White. And they interview her in the movie, and she's like, I don't know, I just, you know, I've never seen anything about it. And then at the end of the movie, there she is feeding other alligators with with cows, yeah. full cows. Yeah. Or Friday 13th. That was a good one, too. When Jason comes back out of the water out of the, and yeah. tips over the boat. No, Okay, so scary. every horror movie that had people at a summer camp, and and then the, the bad guy comes in that summer camp, and you're just like... Let's hide behind the chainsaws. So, well, that's that car commercial, but... So Ghostbusters? Yeah, it's just or, like... Or not Ghostbusters. What's the book series? 
that's like that's like the child book series that's got all of the different stories uh, and a lot of them are on like the lake and stuff I have no idea what you're talking about honey uh, anyway Ooh, but it's just like get Nancy off the lake Nancy yes Drew. lake no lake Placid's a good one that's a cl- it's a camp party classic party boys alright big daddy what is yours Jaws Jaws yeah First of all, it's not a lake movie. What is it? it? He's in the ocean. It's a saltwater fish. Let me show you why I relate to it. So I saw Jaws in 1976 when it first came out. I was all of about mm, 10 years old. No, I did not. However, what I did do was I had a hard time that summer getting in a lake because I thought I was going to get attacked by a big shark. Okay. And everybody in that day and age that watched that movie... Had the same problem. Yep. So that's it. I did. Yeah, I had that problem in a pool. I did this in a pool. A pool and a pond. Yeah, pool, pond would be good for you. And you can't see the bottom. Okay, you know, I you see what you're great saying way there. To avoid shark attacks, the number one way to avoid shark attack. Stay out of the ocean. Stay out of the water. True. All right. So, well, that means you guys left me two amazing ones for right. my pick. You're up. All right. Musky man. First is the classic meatballs. With Bill Murray. The reason why it's an awesome lake movie for me is it is at summer camp on a lake. And they do all kinds of fun things on the lake. Uh, They go on their little um, CIT outing to a local um, island near the lake, etc. Gotcha. And it's on the lake. Yep. Yep. So meatballs, that's one. And then the... But I think better than that... Is the great outdoors? Well, that was my original pick, but you already picked it, so I had to change. Oh, but that's why I picked the other. That one. was the best movie. <laughs> great outdoors, John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, uh, an all-time classic. At the height of their careers, Candy plays the kind of straight man with his family man kind of thing with his family at this lake, and his crazy city brother Aykroyd shows up in the Mercedes who talks big and uh, makes people think that he's loaded and all that when it turns right which and it turns out that he's he's totally broke right those two ugly twin daughters those two little redheaded kids right and there's the crazy bear story right the bear that the bald-headed bear yeah because it's got its head blown off with a shotgun and the just the scalped the top of it and the water skiing scenes, and yeah. the and of course the old famous. They go to the steakhouse in town, and they John Candy eats the old ninety sixer, yeah. and if he does, he gets a t shirt, and he's and got eats for free. That's right, and he's finishing it off, and he's finished the whole thing, and all that's left is fat and gristle, and they're like, yeah, you got to eat that too. Says, points at it. Eat oh it. my god, and that's like disgusting because he Then like, Aykroyd says, well if I can get another dessert down him, can we get t-shirts for the kids? <laughs> that's right. That's right. And he comes out of there. That's a great one. Alright. Favorite lake beverage. Start with Big Daddy. I'm starting with Big Daddy. Favorite lake beverage. It can be, it'll be interesting to see if the lake beverage is different than the normal beverage of choice. No. Angry Orchard. Mm. In cans. Any time of year, Angry Orchard is what you want. Angry Orchard is refreshing. Angry Orchard says summertime. Angry Orchard you should you should give to your children when they're little. 
so that they understand what summer tastes like. Because summer, my friends, tastes like Angry Orchard. You want 12 ounces of summer? You drink a fucking Angry Orchard out of a can. I wish they were sponsoring us. don't put a goddamn koozie on it. Don't you dare put a, a 2010 Masters World Championship cheap-ass koozie on that can. Because I will take it out of there, I will rip it in half, and shove it right up your ass. Wow. That's Sorry. aggressive. <laughs> Calm down. I lost it there for a second. It was good. Are we drifting into shore? No, you're good. Okay. You're good. Um, and then, okay, how about Devil Ange, your favorite lake beverage? Hopefully without a rant. That just popped out. It just popped out. Um, just popped out. Or Shirley Temple. <laughs> Shirley Temple? What? It's true. She drinks them at the lake all the time. <laughs> what lake? Uh, you haven't drunk them at this lake? <laughs> no, actually, I have to say it's Bud Light Lime. Bud Light Lime. Lime. Our favorite trashy, awesome drink. Hey, oh, it, it's trashy. Hey, it used to be trashy. <laughs> then they got these fancy new bottles. I'm right? sorry, but well, this Brent, is all kinds of redneck now trashy. Hooked. Now he's hooked. Mm-hmm. See, I turned you into a redneck. It's I was I was drinking Bud Light Lime before. I was drinking Bud Light Lime before we got to know each other, and then we discovered we had Bud Light Lime in Coleman. Yeah, no, my, you my, tried mine. My sister turned it on to me first. Oh. What about MGD Miller, the little, the, their, their little lime thing? I've not tried MGD like They came lime. out before this. Mm. Did it? Wouldn't, yes. wouldn't have that. But like lime's all I want now. That's good. Mm-hmm. What about you, intern right Slim Jim? Uh, root beer, because I'm beer. 17. <laughs> good. Good call. That's fine. Root beer's good. Refreshing on a hot that. day. How about you, Candy Sprinkles? I've been really enjoying gin and tonic. Yes, you have. You have today. I can hear it in your voice. I can see it in her face. <laughs> Gin and tonics are good. Mm. Mm. Reminds mm. me of the old days at the university club pool. Yes. We used to drink a lot of gin and tonics around the club didn't pool. The girls, mm-hmm. had, the girls had a special pool boy today who actually delivered their drinks to them. But I didn't get my ginormous straw that I needed to who get like to... Kenny Chesney. I needed a straw that went from the dock... <laughs> He put his wife into the water. Because I was on the floaty, I needed a straw. My drink was on the dock. I needed a long straw to go from my drink to my mouth. <laughs> I'm sure someone's invented something like that. Something long for her to suck you, on? You need, what you need is one of those camelbacks that you just, you just strap on and it's got a... It's, I am not going to drink camelback of gin and tonic. That's just wrong. Why not? You put ice in there and it keeps your back cold and then you're drinking your gin and tonic through the camelback. It's perfect, I think. I think that's God's honest good good. I would, what, what I do is squeeze the lime into it, not put the lime in there, because it would get maybe the pulp would get caught in the little hose. You are a genius. You know, the camelback is just a... The predecessor of the camelback is the wineskin. That's right. Right? So spot on. Spot on. When I was young, we took the wineskin, we filled it with whiskey, then we would go to the bar and order just a, a cup of soda. And you'd make your own whiskey <laughs> And then fill them up. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And they never caught on why you're just ordering sours? <laughs> they couldn't, like they couldn't understand why we were getting drunk off sour mix. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I don't have anything original here. I love gin and tonics. But my, you know, my winter drink is Guinness. And my summer drink is Bud-la-la. Redneck. I'm so rednecky. But I love it. 
White trash, pregnant. Total trash. All right. Well, last whiskey. last topic. Oh, I love whiskey. I love a little whiskey soda, a little highball. But not when you're on the pontoon. Favorite? No, you can't really do whiskey on the pontoon. Drink Bud Light Lime on the pontoon. Yeah, Bud Light's better on a pontoon. Um, favorite vacation slash lake food. Favorite vacation slash lake food. I'll take pussy, Gene. <laughs> okay, there. Uh, okay, I'll go. I'm going first. I'm going first. The favorite is sweet corn from Minnesota, Iowa. You motherfucker, Wisconsin. You took that right out of my fucking mouth. Everybody can have it if they want. You sweet corn that's got the speckling of little white corn with the yellow mixed in it with. A big giant block of butter that is your corn butter, which means you stick your mm, stickers in the end of butter. the corn. corn you have this big stick of butter, and you roll the corn butter, the corn into the butter. It creates a trough of glorious melted butter that rolls itself up on the corn. It's glorious. Um, you can start us up, Jay, and just go just forward. And tr- no, just forward. Go forward and start. Just go forward. I want to back us up. Don't. There you go. Good job. You, you can just. I just. I'm the captain. Just total. I just want to get us off the fucking reef. Why don't you just go forward and we can hear the. Look, we hear it in the background. I like it. <clears throat> just keep going. Keep driving. Backwards. Do it. No. But don't drive backwards. No, I'm just good. getting us off the beach. Oh, Ladies what? and gentlemen, we almost ran aground. No, we don't. Come on. Keep going. No, we did good. All right. Um, go ahead. Okay. Favorite uh, food, candy sprinkles. Um, the thing I enjoy most at the lake, I'll have to go with the sweet corn because it is so terribly awesome. But I will say that we got my mother, Carol, to acquiesce to the corn butter this year, and that was a huge victory. Nice. To have How's a corn. Because she, 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 she used th- to be very against the whole rolling in the butter. Really? She's proper. She likes it to. She thinks you need to butter your own. Take a pat of butter and butter your own corn. I'm like, no, hell no. We need a corn butter. It's way too complicated. Butter's <laughs> cheap. We need corn butter. Right. Okay, Angie. Well, obviously corn, but I like hamburgers. Ooh, yeah. Good summer summer food. <laughs> hamburgers. Summer food, right? On the lake. Yeah. It's always good to have. Your face is so funny. Your, yeah, it's good. Good. Yeah. Rotel. Be strong in your convictions. You don't need to worry about him. <laughs> no, it'd be hamburgers on the grill. Nice. Nice. And intern Slim Jim? Well, since I've been working at a pizza place recently, and I've been getting $10 off all my food, I've just been eating pizza every time I'm there. So, pizza. So now it becomes a, your lake favorite. That's it. Fork Talk Nation, by the way. Uh, intern Slim Jim is now not officially um, unemployed. A unemployed, you know, living off his parents' slacker. He's got a job. At the yes, coolest I'm 36 pizza place at in a, town. At a super cool place called Zorba's. The umbilical cord has been cut. Well, I'm just saying he's making money, which is good. All right, and Big Daddy, what is your favorite, you, know, you got the last say here, your favorite food, lake vacation food? Well, you fucking guys took everyone that I like because I, of course, you know I love corn on the cob. We said one that you don't, that you have, we, we didn't say one that you love. Well, I love corn on the cob because it says summertime. But. Tomato sandwiches. I, uh, no. 
Nobody eats tomato sandwiches unless you're poverty stricken in Mississippi. No bullshit. Definitely some North I love Carolina. Well, there I, there you go. I anyway, um, I like a good bratwurst. Mm. Right, a good brat with some brown mustard on it. Right, yeah. a little sauerkraut. Yeah, that Ooh. says summer to me. Well, you know what else says summer? What? You know what says summer in the Midwest? You had lunch today. Fucking cheese curds, brother. Cheese. Deep fried cheese curds. Those are good. Big Daddy. Pop Lipitor and take Captain Captain Walleye had cheese curds, proper fried cheese curds for lunch today. <laughs> the guy at the bar, I, I said, are those cheese curds you're eating? He said, oh, yeah. I said, are they any good? He said, they're fucking good. Effing good. And he was a fat bastard. And, you know, fat people know food. <laughs> because this guy obviously did not push himself away from many tables. Nor do I think he probably could have. Right. Were they okay. as good as the deep-fried cheese curds at the Minnesota State Fair? They were good. These were these were the best cheese curds I've had since I lived here. So, Which is a long time. A long ago. time. They were good. So we used to have them at the Silver Dollar Saloon in Menominee, Wisconsin. These were just like those. And I can tell you, Kenny Sprinkles, to your question, they were so good uh, compared to the State Fair that they did the exact same thing to me. Which is, <laughs> oh, which is they, which is they, they made me sit in the bathroom at the cabin for three or four times before the pipes were all clear. Where else were we when that happened? That happened before. Not when I ate cheese curds. You ate something that made you poop really quick. (laughs) And you told me what happened. You said, if I eat this, I'm going to take a shit right away. And you did. (laughs) There you go. I'm I'm programmed. All right. I I was that programmed. Holy shit. I I eat one piece of cheese and I'm bound up for 20 days. All right. I'm so uptight all the time. What are you looking at? <laughs> I was drying my, koozie, my cup on his You were drying your koozie on his what? We are sure. recording, people. You guys are killing me. We're recording a, fun, a family-friendly show. I know. Um, I think the message is pontoon awesome. Podcast recording on pontoon not awesome after the girls have been drinking all afternoon. And I have to go pee. All afternoon. Well, you know, there's the tube of shame. It's the tube of relief. Shame you can work pee for in the women. tube of shame. Yeah, you do. You jam it up there and you take a pee. Whoops. Ouch. Okay. That's what I would do. For talk, this is Haas, aka Walla, uh, Musky, Musky Man, Man. <laughs> and I am uh, for for myself and and CW Captain Walleye. Captain Walleye. We here. are signing off before this gets too crazy. We're sorry. Please listen again. We hope we haven't uh, turned you off. <laughs> you guys, you guys out there in Fork Talk Land, should all wish that you uh, were living like we are right now. That's what you should do. Thank you for letting everybody know what we should be doing next. Candy sprinkles. And that's the show. And that's the show. Thanks for listening. Take it away, Big Daddy. Oh, that's what I'm supposed to. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors, Mattress. You spelled Mattress Ranch wrong again. Mattress Ranch, www.mattressranch.com. If you need a mattress, you got to go to www.mattressranch.com. Thanks for all the likes and the listens. Going to hit 13,000 plays soon. The Fork Talk Podcast comes out whenever we damn well please. Questions or comments, email us at info at forktalk, fork-talk.com or Facebook, Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. Until next time. May the fork be with you. You are the 
you are the ice sheaf fork stabbing utility thing to my fork, Big Daddy. Roger that. Slouch him out a great health. Captain Quint. Take it, take it away, away. motherfucker. <laughs> captain Quint ain't got shit on me. I'll tell you that right now. I'm the captain of this motherfucking pontoon. I'm like Captain Quint. If Captain Quint had had a pontoon, that shark might not have taken oh. him out. Hey, listen to this. Listen to this. You guys are going to like this. The show's not over yet. Okay, take it back. Here's Captain Quint. Captain Quint, pull it back. I'll get you a shark for you. But I value my skin at a lot more than $5,000. You want that shark? I'll get him. $10,000. You get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. But I keep the dick. So I like to take that dick and put it up on my wall and look at it and admire it. Because that's what I do. I don't remember that being in the script, but uh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting and awful. And that's the show. show. (laughs) Captain Quint, please take it away, but leave your shark penis in the boat. I've got a whole bunch of them up on the wall. (laughs) We out. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. Thanks for listening to Fork Talk with your she-fork-wielding lovable host, Big Daddy and Hoss. Check out www.fork-talk.com for more episodes. We throw heavy stuff for fun, people. Caber up!